Hello and welcome to YouTube's favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Before we begin, I want to remind everybody that there is a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon out there. Three different levels will get you access to our videos ahead of everybody else, give you a chance to beat the Kayfabe effect on these books that can be hard to track down in some cases. At the King Kayfabe or top level, you actually get to sit in on these recording sessions and you really are the first ones in line at any of these books that you want to add to your collection. The other way to support Cartoonist Kayfabe buy our books. We're working cartoonists. You see our bibliography on the screen in front of you right now. My latest books, Plain Jane's Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive and Hulk Grand Design are all available. My next book, Street Angel Princess of Poverty, is available for pre-order. This collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Deadliest Girl Alive. It'll be out in a couple of months and um, has some comics that have not seen print before. So pick that one up. Let your store know you want a copy. Ed Piscor has Two trade paperbacks of Red Room, three volumes of X-Men Grand Design, four volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree and WYSIWYG. But coming out later this year, Hip Hop Family Tree, The Omnibus. This collects all four of those volumes of the Hip Hop Family Tree plus 140 extra pages, and it is available for pre-order right now. So let your dealer know that you're looking for it. His other series, Red Room, season three is starting up. And very soon, Crypto Killers number one, you see the mask cover available there. There's also variants by Peach Momoko, me, Ed, as well as a blank sketch cover. Again, subscribe to this at your local dealer. Let them know you want to get copies of Red Room Crypto Killers because sometimes these are hard to come by. That's it. All right. Today we are looking at a Gilbert Hernandez Wonder Woman comic. We are looking at the best Wonder Woman comics to come out maybe ever, certainly of the past 30 years. I was looking at this and trying to figure out exactly when it was done. The comics are like 2014, 2015 era, but who knows when these were actually created because it reminds me of Jaime doing Thai Girls, a superhero comic uh, in the early 2000s. And the Hernandez brothers are versed in every comics genre. Yeah. Superheroes are nothing new to them, but the chance to play with some of these licensed characters is a little bit novel. I don't know that uh, Gilbert has done any other Wonder Woman comics, so it's kind of cool to see his take on this uh, Amazon super-powered hero. And uh, figure we'll just start flipping through it and uh, comment as we go. First thing you see is a pretty radical character design. Gigantic muscles, looks like Hulk Hogan in the arms. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's it's it, you know, shades of Birdland. Very strange. Uh, here, it's like it's like you change a couple of proportions on Luba, and you you get Wonder Woman. <laughs> very bizarre and notice like uh, I think of him as brush inks and, and sometimes a very lush line it's a very spar spare line in these and I think that's probably intentional thinking about how's color gonna work he's 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 grown he's grown into pen it's true. In, in the past uh, 20, 20 years for sure and he's leaving lots of open spaces the blacks you see are underplanes mouth gapes and, and the hair uh, knowing that he's gonna have uh, some 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 color put onto this man uh that which was probably novel for him as well like like very versed in in black and white comics so you don't see any of the noodles of texture that we see in like the skies of palomar or anything like that but uh i think that open style works really well with color still full freaking gilbert it is there's there's an oddness and an alternative comics to it there's also a very much like a silver golden age uh you know I don't want to say simple story, but it kind of is. You know, it's pretty straightforward of these aliens that are uh, trying to... The, the premise is they want to hypnotize the strongest Earth-born person. And that happens to be Wonder Woman. So that's what we've got here. You see her powers come into play here with her, her lasso and stuff. Almost beats this first attempt at hypnotizing her, but at the last second, 
sure enough, she falls under their power. I, I, I will say that, man, it's so funny. Like, because I look so close at, at comics and things, it misses his lettering. Like, his, like he's so much better than this typed font, you know? And, and, that, and that, does, that does hurt to me. But uh, he sees these characters for what they are. They're, it's, they're silly characters. They're vestiges of the 40s. It's very cartoon. Yeah. And when you try to play it for serious, it often looks ridiculous. So just lean into it for what it's worth. Uh, and cartoon is, is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. She's being kidnapped by some kind of alien craft here, and Supergirl sees it happen, decides she's going to follow along because uh, something isn't right. Cool monster designs. Great to see him get several characters to play with. I remember uh, either seeing him on a panel or being on a panel with him and just talking about like the fucking headache of dealing with DC editorial uh, when it comes to just like character usage and having access to a character, nobody would. Which is ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like if you get. Because where does this fit? If an artist like Gilbert Hernandez deigns to make a comic with your ridiculous dreck that you have out on the stands on a monthly basis and you don't let him do what he wants, that is a fault of you, the editor, the publisher. Fuck your trademarks or whatever. This guy can put a brand new coat of paint on something that has languished for a million years. You know, this stuff is dead. I love this. This is sort of your little comics language piece. Yeah. You you see the stuff that Hernandez can do. The different body types of women yes. goes right into his Love and Rockets history. Uh, but playing with little formal bits like this, like the x-ray vision, almost a uh, a sight balloon, you know, yeah. it's going to her eye instead of her mouth. And Just an, clever little, easy to read storytelling. An absolute master of composition. Yes. Absolute master. Second to none. So this first chapter is like, I don't know, six pages, eight pages, very, very short. Fortunately, the second part, you see it was to be continued, and he gets the lead-off feature in this one, and it's a much meatier, longer story. And might I say, like, like a, props to the colorist. Like, I know they wanted to do this shit to, uh, to his comic. I know you did. <laughs> I get it. But you left him alone to an extent, you know? You gotta do, you gotta get your shit in a little bit with this kind of nonsense, but... Thank goodness, right? You cannot take that for granted that these people would be literate enough to hang back and very true. Give, give him, you know, just just enough. So this story, she's taken to some alien planet, and I love that because now you can do weird colors, right? Because who knows, you know, what the what? It's a different sun where they're at. Yeah. So uh, I kind of love that part, and again, it feels like it taps into that golden age of like just weird shit's gonna happen. And and dude, just stuff moving everywhere. Great great designs on aliens. Like everybody's bouncing. Totally around. cartoony. Like we're cutting through mountaintops as we're fighting because Supergirl doesn't know what's up exactly, and Wonder Woman's attacking her. Unstoppable force, immovable object. Oh, Jim Ross could could, could go out to lunch <laughs> calling this fight. Such a slugfest. And he could tell you what, where this guy went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a sport he might have done. He was a fencing major. <laughs> Dark yeah. Canyon. Look at the scale, though, of these two as they're like fighting back and forth to set up that they're going to charge into each other with this megaton explosion. 
could have done a little bit more, I think, in that color. Could have been a white center of the explosion point. It's a little flat. A little flat for a uh, super imagined atomic bombs going off it just, right there. It just re- like it reads as like music for monsters or or blubber or you know any of those other uh, Beto books, man. That that aren't it's so alternative. Yeah, yeah. I like that he leans into that too. Like like it's cool that he gets Stays to do himself. gets to do Wonder Woman, but also. His what it's he his is voice. wearing it on his sleeve here. Yeah, it's, it's and that's what you want. Yes, I bought this for Gilbert Hernandez. I yeah. don't want him to ape some kind of DC or anything. I want it to be Gilbert Hernandez doing stuff. And who shows up? He gets another character to play with Phoenix. Oh, I mean, uh, no, Mary Marvel. <laughs> Mary Marvel, same uh, same body type, pretty much as Supergirl. Yeah, they're you know the girls like it's Supergirl. Marvel Girl, you know, Mary Marvel. So, like, you don't want to put bus lines on them. And I think the conceit is their explosion was so gigantic, shades of Grant Morrison, that it tears a hole in the fabric of reality and she's coming in from another dimension. She's coming from the Fawcett universe. Really important, because we're going to go back to that. But uh, now we've got a three-way. And again, Jim Ross, man. Where is, we, we needed a guest this episode, Ed. A slobber knocker. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Just throwing Supergirl back and forth, which <laughs> speaks to the shit. fun cartooning. This entire page is them just flipping her back and forth at each other. Hilarious. Until she gets angry and then has to fry them with her uh, heat vision and goes to try to, like, let's stop this at its source. So you could tell that this is probably, like, a screen. Yeah. This is a screen because this is some digital first bullshit so so it may i wonder did it come out as like a unit or like was it a daily strip or every sunday or something or is this just the page like it all comes out at one i have no idea it's interesting i i i don't know the uh, frequency of publication if it was all released at once or not but clearly you can see those screen demarcations why do that in print because like we're not on screen anymore this is a print book you know this is a print book somebody prepped these pages to go to the printer and be put into a book why keep that gutter? Yeah. You didn't have to. Right. You know, it's even a kind of a weird margin at the top and bottom as a result of having that margin in the middle. Yeah. Makes me wonder if the original page doesn't have it, and that's something that they put in artificially. Uh, I always think that... Uh, I don't think that they do any... I, I don't think it was put in artificially. I think that it's like, whatever's easiest. And I, do, and I don't think that there's, like... There's no thought. And put into it these panels it's not like these are complete scenes either yeah you're flowing like there's no extra space between or time between these panels you know same scene and everything so i don't know whatever but nevertheless whenever she blasts them with her heat vision it actually snaps wonder woman free and so she's going to get her own pound of flesh payback (laughs) in this way but supergirl now has been depleted with this uh kryptonite ray which uh pretty convenient that they had that stocked up mary marvel let's take her out to the orange sun and hope for the best not sure how it's going to work out this is almost fletcher hanks that cover to the second so, Fletcher so Hanks much. cover. Yeah. yeah like like all the the storytelling like everything about it, it like gilbert is just like allowing his imagination to go so far out you know like his his stuff is so steeped in a, a kind of a logic, but this is a place where you get to play with some stuff that's makes me wonder deep. if he had looked at Fletcher Hanks before he did this story, because that's some of my favorite superhero comics. It would have been about the time, and I like this story. And and now that I think about it, it's like that really explains her design. It would have been about that time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Stardust. Yeah, it's just weirdness. You know, it's just pushing that that envelope a little bit further. And uh, she's getting her payback, and we're going to find out. Did Supergirl survive? Should have covered up this page. But spoilers, she did. Doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it? Back to the Wonder Woman design. Like, good on 
DC editorial for letting that one go through. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's so much fun. It's one of the things that attracted me to this. I actually had a coverless version of the first chapter Mm -hmm. is how I knew this existed and wanted to track it down and was thrilled to find out, you know, this is a longer piece. So very cool. But yeah, hats off to the editor that that allowed this kind of... uh, Unusual take on Wonder Woman. Look at how great this is for just decomposing a panel, having that orange circle in the middle, having all the characters there. Simple, but man, really, really pops. You can see, man, the colorist is like, please, I just want to use flares and blurs. It also speaks to that of like the restraint shown by the colorist. Well done, because this could have been a disaster. Exactly. You could have really ruined it. And there's weird stuff like the highlights on Wonder Woman here. Very bizarre shade, they, shadow they, color. He wants to play. They yeah. want to play with their t- crayon box so bad. You know, the adjacent comic to this man to me is is uh, Tom's uh, Super mm-hmm. Friends comic. You know, like just kind of like going off into your own universe every now and then. And you notice like like uh, it's rare that that uh, they let this kind of thing be the first thing that you open up when you open up a DC Comics cover. Yeah, but kind of e- amazing that's got the lead. But but every now and then, man, they, they will let something happen that uh, just goes against type. Yeah, and now they're trying to send Mary Marvel home. They're going to do their three-way collision again. Once again, man, Jim Ross on the call would be pretty big. Pretty big. wonder if you can do that without getting in uh, YouTube trouble. <laughs> See, if, it, <laughs> if uh, Gilbert was doing this for Fantagraphics, they would have uh, been flying together legs first. <laughs> <laughs> flying drop kicks. <laughs> oh man. And flying her home in her little protective bubble which oh, we're not done with this story yet. Yeah, dude. That full, bubble's full a living alien. Full blubber. So, pitches him out to the moon and uh kind of talks about her strength coming back and how she didn't realize she was the most powerful earth-born human on the planet. Never thought about it, never had to. And uh, here we go, bouncing, bouncing back to uh, reality. The compositions, Jimmy. Every panel, perfectly composed. It reads so effortlessly. I've been going through that, that Roy Crane, uh, How to Make Comics, and he talked pages and pages on simplifying, and I feel like this could have been the example that he used if he was writing that, that uh, simplification chapter today. So that's the end of our uh, Gilbert Hernandez. But I did want to point out, this is Wonder Woman at the time. David Finch doing Wonder Woman. Look at that thing. Stuff, Excess. Man. Just like, well, we flipped the page. Now that's, that's pretty cool. But like that's when, uh, Dino. Yeah, shouts to Dino, man. But well, you flip the page and then you get to that stuff. It's so unattractive compared to what we've just been looking at. The funny part is, if Hernandez was doing Attack of the 500-Foot Woman, I feel like that would be an equal... Like, I'd be on board to read that, too. Totally. A giant Wonder Woman coming through, like, a Godzilla-like city. It lets you know just the the what the command of, of comics language that, that he has. And, and you see evidence of it. I, I remember there was, like, you know, the David Aha... Uh, hopefully that's how you pronounce the fellow's name properly. Um, Hawkeyes. And... I think they were padding out. I think they were okay. It's perfect because if that's David Finch, um, they were padding out the trade paperback, and they had some, you know, a, like a Brian Hitch or something, in the back, and it creates this, like I la- it makes me laugh. Like and it's I can't control it. Like you read this thing, it's so beautifully composed. Like like the artists are in full command of their tools and stuff, and there's like artistic restraint and you don't have to use all the tools in photoshop and all the colors and then when you flip the page and then you see like back to reality what comics is right now you know in total you can't help but crack up i always think like 
all right, I see this cover and I buy this, right? I'm like, oh, look at that cover. So excited for it. And then you open it up and it's this. Right. Someone's unhappy. Yeah, yeah. And, and conversely, totally. I love this part. I'm never opening this comic. Like, I'm walking totally. right by this I, because, I, I, like, I, I go, I don't. That's not the comics that I'm interested never in. Never knew it existed. Right. It's it's such... I, I it happened. It's happened as long as I've read comics. Yeah. This kind of bait and switch on the cover, and sometimes I get it. You have a really nice cover artist, and, and Brian Boland's not going to draw the inside of your book, but yeah. you know you get you get this really beautiful cover. But the other times, it's like stylistically, these things are opposites. Yeah. Which someone's going to be unhappy. Yeah. Or someone's not going to look at it, and it just is so confounding to me. Yeah. It's a it's clickbait. It is. It's a bait and switch concept, and I I don't know when you're publishing. 200 comics a month like why do it that way yeah it just feels like you're gonna make somebody unhappy and and down to the creatives like it's letting you know from editorial that they don't think they could sell your comic with your cover there's no other way about it like this is a primo spot you get paid double to triple what you get paid in an interior it's a, it's a very important part of the comic so the editor like in, in truth is saying like you know what you can't sell this comic that you worked on uh, but is that is that Adam Hughes or somebody like I don't think it's him even though it looks like his stuff but I you usually see his uh, AH right. apostrophe or uh, exclamation, exclamation point, point somewhere yeah. um, but definitely in that vein right yeah yeah I don't know man that's a weird one I don't understand that but hey whoever decided to do some Gilbert Hernandez Wonder Woman and let him do his stuff hats off to you well done I mean I enjoyed it I mean is a hyperbole to to call it the best Wonder Woman comic ever made I might just do that for this video it's my favorite but maybe we'll look at some John Byrne Wonder Woman at some point and see if uh if there's other stuff out there I got the run man K Fabers like follow subscribe to the YouTube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available and if you are on our Patreon which is in the link in the description below this video you're able to get these videos before anybody else if you're a King K Faber completely mitigates that kayfabe effect and uh the king kayfabers are hanging out with us right now in the chat room watching us record this stuff live uh the videos are brought to you by the books that we make uh and coming soon uh is going to be the hip-hop family tree omnibus 504 pages collecting the entire four volumes of hip-hop family tree with 140 pages of additional material that is not collected in those big books man so lots of added value in the omnibus collection coming out later this year going to be a great holiday book for the hip-hop lover in your life and even if you have the old volumes that 140 pages is uh lots of value in that uh there are two volumes of hip-hop family tree there are two volumes of red room trade paperbacks out there right now and we're starting off the last season of red room in may with crypto killers issue one there's the newsstand cover jimmy did a variant peach did a variant i did a variant there's a sketch cover that you might find out there man but the orders are in and it'll be showing up at your uh, comic shop in uh about a month's time as of this recording uh three volumes x-men grand design are out there and WYSIWYG. Jim, what books you got? Hulk Grand Design, Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive, and The Plain Janes are all available and in print right now. My next book, Street Angel, Princess of Poverty, will be coming out later this year from Image Comics. It collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. This includes work going back to the very beginning of Street Angel 20 years ago, 20th anniversary of Street Angel, believe it or not. Amazing. And it involves includes some stories that are not printed anywhere else. So pre-order that one today. You can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug where you can see more of my comics that uh, are out of print or unavailable as well as my next comic, which I'm serializing there. 
Let the people know what else we have going on, Jimmy. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. Great ways to support the channel. Give them those marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.